Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Again, we're going to go back to Luke 18 and take the next parable that Jesus gave. And this one is about the Pharisee and the tax collector. A very powerful story. Oh, yes. So let's read that jumping in in verse 9. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I'm a sinner. Jesus goes on to say, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Makes me want to get humble real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is a great chapter, but as someone who's been preaching since my teens, you say Luke 18 to me, and it's this story, mm. because it is so powerful. You know, you have this Pharisee who is the most religious uh, person of his day. This was an elite class of religionists, um, and they they did a lot of stuff. I mean, like they would go to the temple three times a day. They would pray repeatedly. They had all kinds of rules that they did that to them built up their righteous case before God. And then you have the lowest of the low. You have a tax collector, a publican. And, and just so that you might understand why we often say, those of us who are teachers and communicators, why we often say that the tax collector is the worst of the worst. Well, what happened in those days was Rome demanded taxes of conquered peoples. But Rome had the idea that if they used uh, people from that nationality to collect taxes, that it might make the people feel better since they were paying taxes to Rome through one of their own kinsmen. That might have worked in other nations, but in Israel it just caused enormous resentment for these Jews who would take this role of, of tax collector because basically they, they just felt like no self-respecting Jewish person would take money from Jewish people mm -hmm. for the purpose of Rome. Rome also had very loose rules for their tax collectors. Basically all they required was that they get their cut and then after that the tax collectors could like add on any kind of surcharge they wanted to add on for themselves. That's why when you read the story of, of Zacchaeus, uh, he said he would restore things that he had taken from people. Mm -hmm. He would restore money. And Jesus said, I love this, Jesus said, you know, I know this guy got saved, you know, someone who would be willing to do Give that. But it is a very interesting story to me and one that I've preached probably hundreds of times. But the, the question to me is, what was Jesus saying about who God is as a person? Because you have God rejecting this guy who felt so righteous, and then you have God accepting this man who was a totally wicked person. Um, to me, that that's just the question here. Mm. Well, um, one is deceived by what he perceives to be his own self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. And and the publican, the tax collector here, he's he's gotten honest. Yeah. He's gotten honest with God and honest with himself. If you if you take these two prayers, this lengthy prayer of the Pharisee, you know, I do this, I do that, I'm not like this publican over here, and he's even thankful, he says, I don't think he really is, but he says he's thankful that he's better than everybody else. If you, if you take that prayer and then you listen to the publican who prayed that one simple prayer, God be merciful to me, a sinner, 
and you boil it down, what you get from the Pharisee is, God, you owe me. Mm-hmm. And from the publican, you have, God, I have nothing to pay. It reminds me of the sermon you just preached a few weeks ago yeah. about the Pharisee would have thought, yeah. you know, I've been doing things in God's name. Yeah. And yet, really, God isn't a part of it. It's really all about him. Yeah, I, I, it, it's just so wonderful when we really begin to, to find out what what God is like and what he's about and what he wants. I think those in in uh, man-made religion have this sense that what God is up in heaven wanting is he's wanting us to like bring all of these uh, religious activities that we do and present them to him as Impressive. if to say, God, I, I impress you. On the other hand, what God is wanting is he's wanting us to affirm our need, our, mm-hmm. our nothingness to bring. It goes right back to Cain and Abel. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you could look at the Pharisee and the publican, and what you have is another iteration of Cain and Abel. Cain brings the work of his hands and says, God, look at what I've done. Abel brings a lamb, which mm-hmm. he had nothing to do with, right. and that lamb's blood is shed as a sacrifice. Abel, Abel is saying the same thing as a publican. I've got nothing to pay with. Mm-hmm. And that's what God wants. Exactly. He wants to hear us say, God, I have nothing to offer you. I depend on you. I, you know, you are my source of everything, and God responds to that. And you know, in other conversations, and you're reading through the Gospels, Jesus had pointed out to the Pharisees they had a lot of show, but He knows what's really going on in their life and the way that they were cheating. Here's the thing: Pharisees were cheating people oh too, my gosh. Yeah. cheating their own they family. Oh, yeah. So, but they wouldn't be honest about that <laughs> because they felt like they had enough cover in the religiosity as you were that's it because anytime you find self-religion or self-righteousness you will always find hypocrisy they go together because the problem is at the core we are all like this publican we're broken we cannot fix ourselves and we have nothing to pay with the beauty of the publican is he knew that and it's clear that this publican in his brokenness had no intention of marching back out and doing the same thing he was doing before Well, let me just say something for all of us on Noah's window today, because there's a really, really important lesson for us, because sometimes we could look at this story and we would say, well, you know, how does this apply to my life? One of the things I've heard most often from Christ followers is they begin to grow in God and they begin to mature in the faith and know more about God. I've heard them say, the more I know about the Bible, the more I know about God, the worse I feel about myself, you know? I knew I was a sinner, but now I actually feel worse about myself. Is that a bad thing? And I I just say, no, it's not. It's what God wants us to understand. The more we understand about God, the more we know we need Him. So if you're out there today and you're feeling like, I'm just never going to get this. I mean, Mm -hmm. the more I learn about God, the more I see that I I have need of growing more, you know, and the closer I get to God, the more I realize I'm further away than I thought I was. You know, I don't know, for us guys, uh, you know, we shave every morning and, you know, I can I can shave, you know, <laughs> on my vanity and look in the mirror and then I can go out and get in my car when I'm in the sunlight and look in the rearview mirror and I'm looking at what Miss I missed. Yeah, that's the thing about light. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think the closer we get to the light, the more we recognize just how flawed and broken we are. And so if you take what I just said and you think about the story, the Pharisee and the publican, the Pharisee is a long way away from the light. Mm-hmm. Because, but doesn't realize you know, he's got his own light. Mm-hmm. And, and in his own light, he feels like he's doing pretty well. The publican's a mess, but he's close to the light mm-hmm. because he's seeing what a sinner he is. And, and you just have the beautiful postscript that Jesus adds here. You know, he says to his crowd, who a lot of the people in his crowd, 
But really, I think you have both groups in this in this crowd because mm -hmm. you would have the mm -hmm. Pharisees that came to criticize and the publicans and sinners that came to get desperate help. Jesus said about the tax collector, I tell you, this man went home justified rather than the other. And justified is a very powerful word. It meant he went home straight. He mm -hmm. went home with all of his lines where they should be. You know, mm -hmm. he went home right with God. So uh, this is a great story. And I think, okay, one more, just one more point on that one. I think this story, Jesus is emphasizing that anybody oh, yeah. who can be honest before God and humble, anybody can be justified. And so everybody qualifies for that. Everybody qualifies to be humble before God mm. and to receive that forgiveness. Um, so to me, that's something to celebrate. You know, I'm sure in that culture, you know, uh, not anybody can be a Pharisee, yeah. but anybody can be humble. Anybody, yeah, anybody can be humble. I challenge anybody who's a student of the Bible, find one story in this collection of books, 66 books that cover 4,000 years, Find one story of someone who humbled himself or herself before God and asked for pardon and forgiveness. Find one person that God said no to. That's right. I can't find a single person. Every single time. Yeah. So and just so someone's like, well, over in the book of Hebrews, it said Esau sought repentance with tears and God didn't respond. Well, repentance there means change of mind. So it wasn't like Esau was like, oh, I wish I could repent and I can't. He, that verse indicates that he was wanting his dad to change his mind and give him the blessing. Right. So I just want to make sure we understand there is no place in the Bible where a man or woman humbled himself or herself before God and asked for forgiveness and grace that God said no. He will always say yes to that prayer until the clock goes to zeros and we die. He will always say yes. And no matter how much we grow spiritually, we still want to daily be humble before God. So. One of the greatest people I ever knew in my life, one of the greatest Christ followers was Paul Clark. And he was one of my dearest friends. He's with the Lord now. You know, if there was ever, you know, every, you, you know, according to the Bible, everybody's got a sin nature, but you're not really sure about Paul Clark because everything you see him do is just so right, so right, and so godly. Paul would close out his prayers, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. that's great. We all need that every day. That's right. And on that note, um, I hope this is an encouragement to you wherever you are in, in your life today. Um, whatever you're facing or whatever you're rejoicing in, I think we can be humble for God, rejoicing in the blessings that He's brought into our life, but being humble before Him and recognizing His love for us and His sacrifice for us is something that never should be old or never should go away. We never get past. So I hope that will be uh, true in your life today. So as we close out today, Mark, would you lead us in prayer? Father, we do pray along with that publican that you will be merciful to us as sinner. We affirm that you are merciful and have been and will be throughout our lifetime until we are righteous with the righteousness of Christ when we step into heaven. Father, thank you that you always tell us yes when we bring our brokenness to you and ask for forgiveness and restoration. You are the supreme God and you are a good God, the only God. And your mercy and your loving kindness are better than life, as the psalmist said. We affirm that in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us here on Noah's Window today. And we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. And we'll get back into the scripture and share some thoughts with you. That's right. Okay. God so bless. God bless. See you soon.